And welcome to News from the Block, the Adopt the Block Outreach Center. I am so delighted to be here today. My name is Mark Thompson, and I'm the director for the Adopt the Block Outreach Ministry. And today we are excited to begin a new series called News from the Block, where each month we're going to bring to you the sh movers and shakers on the Church Street neighborhood who are making impactful changes to the area. But today, I'm, I, I, I'm just so thrilled I can't re re retain myself because today I have for you, if I was in karate, he'd be my sensei. He's my mentor, but he's my pastor. So today I'd like to introduce to um, the audience Pastor Tom Bunting. Welcome, Pastor Tom. Oh, Mark, it's great to be with you, be able to share with us a new episode and and what God's doing in the Adopt a Block ministry. Well, it's, it's been incredible. We've been together, it seems like a lifetime, but it's only been about eight years. But let's just start off with this. Let's start off by telling our audience who really doesn't know who Tom Bunting is. Can you give us a little history about how you came to be the pastor of Emmanuel Wesleyan Church? Well, if I, I'll try to make it short and okay. brief. But okay. uh, uh, back in 1977, I found the Lord. I had a, mm -hmm. I had a awesome conversion. I met Jesus. And out of that, uh, a, a guy that attended the church that I was attending said, could you visit with me? With uh, We're going to visit the absentees. Mm -hmm. And we went in this home, and the first home we went into, then he set me up, really. And he began to say, can you share with the, these people what happened to you the other day? And I shared my conversion, and they started weeping. And out of that, I began to win souls. So I felt like that's what I want to do the rest of my life. So three years later, in 1980, I sold everything I had, went into ministry, and I wanted, I felt, I didn't feel the call to pastor a church, really, or preacher. I wanted to be a full-time soul winner. And so I tried to connect it both. So, and that's a long story there. But then I ended up and took the first church that was open up to me. It was down in, in South Carolina. It was near Monk's Corner. It was out nowhere. I mean, it was in the boonies. <laughs> and uh, had six people, and I brought my six, and uh, we had 100% growth. But I used that principle there, just started winning people in this uh, rugged church. And uh, the backyard was hellhole swamps. It, okay. was, it was really primitive. And out of that, I was there two years, and then people from up uh, South Carolina, the foothills near Spartanburg, a little town called Mayo, they heard about me. Their pastor retired, so they came down and, and interviewed me, and then I came a pastor there. And I went there in the second church, and um, I was there for three years. And, um, and then uh, before I left, uh, before I got a call from at Salisbury, my parents, my father, was in a, uh, he became ill, and he had had open-heart surgery. So I flew in from South Carolina to Salisbury, Maryland, okay. back home. I'm originally from Selbyville. Okay. Okay. And so I flew in here and I led my dad to the Lord and my mom. And that was a terrific conversion. After we left uh, the hospital, Salisbury Hospital, we went by Emmanuel. And mom just said, I believe that's a Wesleyan church. Tom, wouldn't it be something one day you'd be there? Well, lo and behold, about a year later, I got a phone call out of the blue from the vice chairman there. And he said that, They've been looking for a pastor for about a year, and they couldn't find anybody. And he said, this preacher, every time he'd pray for them, for my name would come to his mind. And so out of that, he called me. He said, would you be interested to come and, 
And so the Lord brought me all the way back to Salisbury. And um, that's how I got here. Wow. This is such a story. And and the reason why I want to start from the beginning, because I think you can feel it through the, the passion that this, this man has for, for people, and which is going to lead us to why this is such important news that we're going to share with you a little bit later. So now you're here in Salisbury. And, and here's what the funny thing. Everybody knows Emmanuel Wesleyan Church, the big church, but it started off with that small section first, it did. right? And I, I come here and... Uh, we had, first Sunday had 94 people. I think now we'd run, I think my sons took over now, but I think they run a couple of thousand people and we started two other churches. But I had that vision of just reaching. I had a vision to reach Salisbury. And, uh, and so out of that vision, I just loved people and had, I had a compassion for them. And then um, part of that was going in, in, in street ministry as well. We started early. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, started going in the street ministry um, First of all, we had, a, we had bus ministry, so we went in there with buses. And then we got this idea, I had this idea, why don't we convert this bu- one of our buses into a puppet mobile? A puppet mobile. And so what we did, we <clears throat> parked that thing on the street, and we, we had puppet ministry. The kids would come in, and we would minister to the kids. Of course, we would have food for them, too, at that time. And then we did that for a while. And then I said, well, I just kept saying, what ideas could we do to reach the people on Church Street or the inner uh, neighborhoods of our mm-hmm. town that really needed help. And so then we started having block parties. And so we would, we would go on a block and we would have a, we'd have music and games for the kids. And then we have a little word shared and, and give out food and, 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 and all kinds of stuff like that. And that was successful. But I wanted to be more consistent. How could we be consistent? Uh, reaching this uh, area because when you build a church, I, I believe that God honors any church that that goes out of the four walls. Mm-hmm. And so that concept was, this is a part of the town that we needed to be concerned about because a lot of people with churches they stay in their little club and mm-hmm. don't go out. And our, our, my philosophy has always been uh, winning souls, all kinds of people. Let's win them, hurting people. Mm-hmm. And that's what, so, you know, you said some words today, um, vision, um, passion, um, winning souls, but having that consistency too. So through all this, something spawned and something came out, which is, we're going to talk about it, this, this concept called Adopt-A-Block. I came across that concept, uh, Tommy Barnett, he's originally from Assembly of God in Arizona, mm-hmm. Phoenix, and uh, he had a concept that I... Um, that he went on the block and they called it adopt a block. And so then he also had a dream center. And so that, that just clicked in me. I said, that would be more consistent where we go out and say, this is our area we're going to be the people, the spiritual needs of the people. They're going to see us on a consistent basis, not just every once in a while when the weather is warm, go out and, and have a mm-hmm. block party, but be there consistent. So they'll know that we're there to help them. And we'll find a need and we'll meet that need, whatever the need is. And we started doing that. And that was, that was just, it was just overwhelming how we started that. We're mm-hmm. consistent. We go out there and we, people look forward to us. And then we just started expanding with a little block. We went blocks and blocks and blocks. And now we probably captured the whole city over there. Wow. You know something, you know, in the beginning, how was it in the beginning when, you know, you're, you come from a big church. And you go into a section where they probably don't even go to church or they don't know you where, you know, we're all different people. 
and you knock on a door and someone sees you standing there, what, what's that experience like? Well, they, 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 first of all, they think you're crazy. <laughs> and I tell them we're here to help them in whatever their needs would be. And they, first of all, they were just overwhelmed by somebody who would care for them. And I would ask them, then we would hand them, at the beginning stage, we would hang them a bag of food and say, here's our card, how can we minister to you, whatever you need is. You need a bed, you need counseling, you need whatever you're here. We're here for you. And uh, so, you know, and I have four missions, world missions, but we have a mission right here in our backyard. There's people hurting, they're all hurting, and they just need somebody to be consistent and show them that we care. And when people show that they care, they're more open to the gospel, mm. and then the gospel can change lives. And that's, that's mm. what we're all about. Yeah, and that's when, you know, I, I joined up with you. Uh, it's been about eight, it's been eight years that we've been doing this. And I remember uh, the first time going, you had a little green pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. And we only had about a handful of people who were right. going out. Um, what's so important about food? Because it's so funny. Eight years ago, we we're talking about food. And now in this city, we're talking about food insecurity. What is so important about food and making connections with people? Well, that, you know, when the people show that you care, the people need, they need food. They need somebody that really cares. And so when you reach out and minister to that needs, not only food, but even if they need a bed, we started delivering beds to people, whatever they need, when they, they, they see that you care, and then they're more open to receive what you have really are, our mission mm -hmm. is, and that is to, to win people for Christ. Yeah, and, and again, the whole Adopt the Block concept, it started in the Church Street neighborhood, going door to door, um, and then it's it spread because we're consistent going out. Right. But you know what's funny? Every time we went out, there was this uh, house on the corner of Church and Naylor. Remember the name of that house? Oh, you're talking about Hotel Esther? Hotel Esther. <laughs> yes. And your concept was to what to do with that? Well, my concept was, as we got going in the Dollar Block area, my concept was that block there, that it would be a, a, a dream center, a place that we could minister to people, that we'll be right in the area, and that people could, could come to us when they had needs. Not only we go we go out to their door, but we would have a place for them, a place of refuge, where people could find help if they need counseling, or they need job training, or they just need to... A, a drug addiction problems, whatever that may be. And so that's what we, that was my dream and vision that one day we would have that. Well, and I remember we used to walk around the block and just stop and look at it and pray yep. for that house. And, and, and as we kept going, you, you mentioned something about giving beds. Um, going back, I went back over and we've given over 100 beds to people, which is interesting. You mentioned this, that mission, and we, people talk about going foreign countries. Sure. But the mission's where? Right here. Mission's right in the backyard. And, uh, you know, I, I, that was my heart. I, I don't know, ever since I've been in ministry, I, I, the, people, sometimes churches, you know, they'll, they're willing to go across the seas to, to, to a land where the people are hurting. But, and that's good. But they reject the people right in their back door or right the next door neighbor. They're mm -hmm. right there. People are hurting. People need the Lord. And, uh, and in order to, to meet their needs, you have to reach out to them. And I remember one time when we first started, uh, Mark, uh, the news people wanted to come out. And, mm -hmm. and, of course, they've been out many times since then. But I remember when we first started, and they said, aren't you scared to walk down this street? And I said, well, I wouldn't come here at nighttime. <laughs> but we would walk down. I said, just watch. And I walked down the street, and people were coming out of their houses. Hey, Pastor. Hey, Pastor Tom. How you doing? And he said, my, this is awesome. I said, yes. 
because people get to know that I'm consistent. They see my face, they see the church, and they know that we're here to we care for people. Mm-hmm. When people know we care, that opens a wide door for uh, bringing hope where there's hopelessness, bring yeah. light where there's darkness. And that's it. You know, it, it was funny you mentioned that because people always talk to me, I don't know about going into that neighborhood and the right. church or neighborhood. Yeah, we, we wouldn't go at night. That's not our <laughs> calling. But during the day, when we knocked on doors, I can't remember anyone that really just rejected us. No, they didn't. Now, do you have any other stories you can remember when we used to go out? Oh, there's a lot of stories. I remember one time we were going out and and uh, the I was is Rita Plaskins. She was Rita, she's involved, mm-hmm. Rita's involved. But we were knocked on this one door, and they say, "Come round back." And Rita got tickled. I said, "I don't do back doors." <laughs> <laughs> and I remember the woman came out there, and she said, oh, "I'm so glad that you're here." I said, uh, "I said, do you need any food?" And she began to weep, and she wept, and she wept, and she just said, "You don't believe it. I was just praying that somebody would come by, and I I, I needed food." And, uh, and she said, I was just so excited that you happened to call me and uh, knocked on our door and we come around the back door. And there I led her to the Lord. And uh, there's hundreds of illustrations where we just knocked on the door and people were praying for food and were there and meet the need. And mm-hmm. then we're able to minister to them in the gospel of Jesus Christ. It, it, it is amazing. Again, you're watching News from the Block, the Adopt the Block Outreach Center. And I've been saying Adopt the Block Outreach Center. Because here's the big news. So you remember all those years we're walking the streets yes. of, of Church Street, praying for Hotel Esther. And there's gonna be well, I'm gonna be interviewing someone about that Hotel Esther. But now there was a, a story in your son, which is the lead pastor now at Emmanuel, but there was an incident where there were some doctors that owned this building on Benny Street and we've been looking for buildings all over. And it seems like every time we got close, the door was shut. And people were saying, well, you're getting discouraged. And we're saying, not yet. When God has something for us, it's going to happen. But then all of a sudden, out of the blue, these these doctors called Pastor Mark, your son, and said, hey, do you want to look at this building? And the address was 818 Benny Street. (laughs) And they gave him the keys to go down and check it out. And when they gave him the keys, he was going to give them back. He said, no, they're yours. So Pastor Tom... And for everybody, now we have a building oh. on 818 Benny Street, <laughs> and we're called Adopt the Block Outreach Center. So what's your, and, and you're still part of us, what is your vision now for this building to be in the heart of Church Street? Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a dream come through. I mean, uh, everything that we see now in our existence and ministry there, it's all come from a vision. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing, a building that's going to complete the vision that I had and it's going to be a place of refuge where people don't, you know, they're that, not only that we're consistent, but now we are. We're living right there. We're going to be there. A place where the people can come in and they have needs and they want food or they need somebody to talk to. They need counseling or mental health or whatever it is. We're going to be, we're going to open up the doors to minister to these people in all areas of their life. So we're excited. Not only that, but we'll have a place for it uh, be a spiritual place too. A spiritual place. Where yeah. they can come in and, you know, and have services there. And it just, it just meet the whole needs of mankind right there. If they need help and whatever it is, we're there to help people. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And the fulfillment is helping people. 
Yeah. Loving people, love them where they're at. Yeah, and, you know, and it's you know the address is going to be eight eighteen Benny Street, and what's so special because again we started off together, then you disappeared, you left me, <laughs> you said go out here, and it's so funny. I I get the same um, walking down the street. They'll say Pastor Mark, Pastor yes. Mark. There was an incident where there was a gentleman that um, would never accept us, and then finally it was during Christmas time. He finally came out and he wouldn't take it the bag, but he would put the food in, in his shirt. But a few weeks after he really started talking to us, there was a homicide at his house oh, yes. down there. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it shook us up for a moment, but that happened during December. But in March, I got a call from the state's attorney's office saying that the mother that they placed her someplace else is coming back and she wanted Pastor Mark to do a eulogy memorial for her son because I was the only pastor she knew. Oh, that's awesome. So here we are. We're making a difference in the community. So now we're going to have a building in the heart of the community. Oh, boy. Uh, you, you mentioned being there, meeting the needs, and that was that's our mission. Adopt the Block's mission is find a need, fill it, find a hurt, heal it. So what other kind of things do you think that we should be able to do and get the community excited behind us? Well, people need to, to rally behind us and help us to financially support the team mm -hmm. and pray for us and, and get involved. Get involved. We're, we're willing for people to get out and knock on the doors with us and experience the, experience the fulfillment. And then there'll be needs. I know when we open up that, that you know, to fill those uh, capabilities, people who will be able to, who, who have a desire to help people with drug addictions and mm -hmm. recovery and people in the mental health and all this kind of stuff we're trying to do. Um, the door is wide open. There's so many areas that is going to take place there, and I, I, I just can't wait till we start building and and and. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Planning and you know, you mentioned something about coming people coming with us. Um, people always ask, do you have to be part of Emmanuel Wesleyan Church to volunteer? No, as long as you don't know, she just want to go out and help people. Help people if you have a desire. If you have a desire. We don't get hung up on that, and we just we're here to love people and. And surely we love uh, the, those who want to help. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we're not hypocritical there. We love everybody. <laughs> and, and that's what's so important. Um, you know, we've, we've had uh, Dr. Marion Purnells at UMES, and she's in the pharmacy division, and she's brought her interns. Mm -hmm. And what's been so special, because we've seen a, a transformation in the Church Street neighborhood. It was Latino, Hispanic. Yes. And now it's a lot of Haitian Creole. Yes. And... And people wonder, how did we communicate with people? Do you remember those days? How did we communicate when we didn't know the language? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I think everybody knows love and concern. That's it. They, they know that. When you're there and they see what we're handing them out stuff and loving on them, they, 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 they quickly understand They that. understand that. And, yeah. and it's also consistency because yeah. we're there. That's it. Um, when we used to go out every, um, every other Saturday and then... When there was five, then it got kind of confusing. So now we go out every second and fourth Saturday of the month um, to make sure that people understand the second Saturday of the month and then the fourth Saturday. Well, I appreciate you coming in. You know, uh, I was very involved, and then, uh, and then uh, even after I retired to be the lead pastor, my son took over. But mm -hmm. I did had some health issues, and and um, and so I just had to lay it aside. But I'm glad that somebody else is carrying out the vision. And that's so important because, you know, sometimes people think it's all about them. No. But I've never seen that in your spirit where it's not about you. It's about helping the needs of the people. And, and that's what this whole Adopt the Block is about. It, it's out there. that The, the harvest is surely plentiful. It Work sure is. Workers are few. I mean, you just got to roll up. If you really say you care and you, 
you know, if you really love the Lord with all your heart, as so many of us claim, then we would have a heart for people. And that's where it's at, wow. loving people. Loving people. So I, I'm, I'm picturing 818 Benny. When I look at it, it it's a mess. <laughs> it really <laughs> is right now. But it almost reminds me of the story of when you were building Emmanuel. What happened? Something happened well, I, to the big church. Yes. Well, we started, you know, we started growing there. And, and I, again, the, the sanctuary, the old sanctuary, I call it the old sanctuary. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, they probably use it for different things now. But we it had 94 people. And so my vision, my vision always was, as far as being a pastor, filling is filling the church. If a church holds 500 people, then you need to put 500 in there. And, you know, I used to be a chicken farmer. If you had a chicken house that holds 20,000 chickens, you don't put 5,000 in there and expect mm-hmm. it to be flourishing. So my vision was to fill it. So we started filling it. We filled it once. And then we started having two services filled it. And then my, my vision was this big, huge building that you see out there now. And uh, so we started building that. And, and we run into all kinds of obstacles. But when you do something big for the Lord and, and you know, you're going to run into big obstacles. And we did. And I never forget, we had a Northeastern, and, and uh, they were just wow. putting up the steel. And, um, and it was a bad Northeastern, and the wind was blowing hard, and they had just put the steel up. And I got a phone call. Uh, people who lived nearby the church and said they heard it just crash. You need to come see what's going on. And when I pulled up there, all the electricity, the electric was out. And all I could see, my car lights was on the, with this huge steel collapsed. And then we had every opposition you could think of. Uh, we, then we run into financial issues. We ran into uh, getting the road in there and everything. We just went through everything. But, uh, but it took us seven years. We didn't think it would take that long, but it took us seven years to get in up. I'll never forget uh, Palmer Gillis. Gillis and Gickerson mm-hmm. is the one built it. And uh, he said, uh, I've been watching you. And he said, I, I've been watching you. Most preachers would probably be gone by now, but you're still here. See, you're the real deal. And he said something I'll never forget. He said, your adversity will be your success. Wow. And that is powerful. But we made it through it, and we got it. And it's a big building, and people are... It's, it's there for the community. I've always wanted the church for the community, have big events there, and, and it's just wonderful to see it now flourishing with, with, again, my son taking over and it's flourishing and in the area, different areas of ministry that I have a burden for, like you taking the top of the block and flourishing. It's, uh, it, it, it is uh, awesome to see what God is doing. It is me. What was that about adversity again? It, your adversity will be your success. Your success, wow. And it was seven years, and what's so amazing, We've been, you know, toiling and working out there in the community for, for it was seven years. This is our eighth year, mm-hmm. and eighth year it, it it means something. Yeah. So now we have this building, and what I was saying how it, if you drive past eight eighteen Benny, it was the old Culligan Software Building. Um, it, it looks raggedy, and I always <laughs> say it looks like us how we are until we get changed. Sure. And when you drive past and you'll see our big billboard say, future home of Adopt the Block and see the change. We're keeping that water tower because again, our our mission, our theme is find a need, fill it, find a hurt, heal it. And we're keeping that water tower, but we're painting it, transforming it. And that's what I think is going to happen in the church street. We're going to transform that neighborhood. Yep. And you mentioned some, some services, mental health, I yeah. think you had that when you were at the main, where you had the drug addiction. Yes, we did. We had people involved in that and, and helping people. And there's such a need there. And people need to know that they have a place to go where they can get help and not be ashamed. 
and we need to love these people. People are hurting. People. People are hurting. People are hurting. And I think every family is, is is affected by this drug epidemic, but especially down in that area where people are just hurting and they they don't know where to go. Hmm. But now we'll have a place at eight eighteen. Yes, Bay. they can come. We're gonna have groundbreaking coming up pretty soon where we can um, start construction. Uh, how would you, what would you tell people now that are looking at us saying, "Well, you guys think you're all that," but what would you tell people instead of being, I would say, instead of being haters, be with us? What would you tell people? I'd just say they just need to come out and see what's happening, and they'll feel it. And I pray that they'll sense the the compassion that we have. We love everybody, and we're not the big deal. No, we're not. We're just part of the. There's a lot of great ministries and stuff happening in the city. We're just, we're just part of the puzzle here to put it together to make a full picture. And it takes all of us. It takes all churches to pull together. And we just have a need. We just, we just love reaching to people and, and, and giving them help, wherever it is. And most of all, give them the help of the Lord. And, that, and that's amazing. That's what we're going to have, a church yes. on a Sunday. Um, you know, one thing that I see, and I want to give a good big shout out to the Maryland Food Bank. Oh, because yes. they've been our partners sure. all along the way with, with the food. And we want to encourage our, our li listening audience, please donate to the Maryland Food Bank. People are yes. still out there with food insecurity, meaning they don't know where their next meal is coming from. So, Pastor Tom, it's been, it's been exciting talking to you again. Um, is there anything else you want to leave with our audience just to let them know be encouraged during this time? I just want to encourage them. Uh, if you're down and out, there's, there's one who can help you, and that's our Lord. And he's, he's there for you. All you have to do is call on the name of the Lord. And, and if you're a Christian and, you, and you, you're sort of down, don't know what to do, you need to help others. You need to help others. Uh, it's, uh, that's, the, that's where it's at. When you begin to help others and forget about yourself, you'll, you'll be fulfilled and you'll come alive spiritually. It's when you help and give of yourselves. And mm -hmm. that's what's lacking, I believe, in the body of Christ. We need, we need to look outward. Outward. Mm -hmm. And be the hands and feet of Jesus. You know, that, that reminds me of a story. And I know our time's almost up for today. But you told the story about when your back's up against the wall, you don't know which way to go. Go out and serve. Yes. And you don't know where the blessing is around the corner. That's where it's at. That's yes. it. Yeah. So once again, you've been you tuned in to News from the Block, the Adopt the Block Outreach Center. Our guest today has been Pastor Tom Bunting. I call him the man, the preacher, the <laughs> pastor. Uh, he's the one that started the Adopt the Block Outreach Program here in Salisbury. And we're just so excited that our groundbreaking is coming up soon. Stay tuned for the actual day for our groundbreaking. But most importantly, continue to pray for us, continue to work with us. And you're going to see a change. Remember, our mission is quite simple. Find a need, fill it. Find a hurt, heal it. I'm Mark Thompson, director of the Adopt-A-Block Outreach, and we wait to see you soon. Mm -hmm.